BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Gideon George will hand off on the wing right side block. We'll send out to Gideon. Big three. Got it! Gideon George for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, BYU basketball fans. I hope your Saturday afternoon is treating you well. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. It is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Today, the BYU Cougars face the South Dakota Coyotes at Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City. The second game this week for BYU at the home of the Utah Jazz. The Cougars coming off a dominating performance on Tuesday night when they defeated Westminster by 30 points at Vivint. 100-70 to was the final score, and honestly, the score wasn't even that close The story of the game was the three-point shooting for the BYU Cougars. BYU set a program record with 19 made threes in that victory. Jackson Robinson led the way with 15 points, hitting five threes from deep. Noah Waterman added three threes, as did freshman Dallin Hall. Fellow freshman Tanner Toulson scored his first points as a BYU Cougar, and it was actually his second three-pointer that actually set the new BYU record. The win moved the Cougars' record to 5-3 and three and put BYU on a two-game winning streak. The Cougars, if you look back on all of the games that BYU has played at Vivint Arena, they played really well in that building, regardless of what the arena has been called, because obviously it was the Delta Center, and then it was Energy Solutions Arena. Now, it was then Vivint Smart Home arena now just vivant arena regardless of what it's been called byu has a record of 22 and 4 in that building and tuesday's victory over the griffins was the cougars 16th straight win at the home of the utah jazz well let's move over to byu's opponent that being south dakota the four and four coyotes coming off a win over mount marty and i have no idea where mount marty is i thought about looking it up and then i thought you know what the end of the day, I really don't care too much. Ironically, in that game, South Dakota, like BYU, also hit 19 threes in that game. And look, you can't make that stuff up. Two teams in their last game, both setting program records with 19 threes. Their head coach is Eric Peterson, who is in his first season at the helm of the program. Peterson has actually faced BYU several times, though, as an assistant coach. He was on Craig Smith's staff at South Dakota, then followed him to Utah State, and then Last year, he was with Craig Smith at Utah before getting the head coaching job with the Coyotes going into this season. South Dakota's leading scorer is A.J. Plitzwhite. He's leading the uh, team with 13 points, and he's shooting the ball pretty well, too. 52% shooting from the floor, 60% from three. This is the first ever meeting between these two schools. And speaking of first, it's time now to hear from one of the newest Cougars, freshman Tanner Toulson, as I mentioned a minute ago, scored his first points as a BYU Cougar in the game on Tuesday. Toulson, obviously a well-known name to BYU basketball fans. His dad, Andy, played for BYU and ranks 22nd all-time in scoring. And his cousin, Jake, was a Cougar twice. I caught up with the Vancouver, Washington native after practice and asked him what it felt like to get his first points and first of many as a kook. It felt surreal, man, for real. Like, I've been waiting for this for two and a half years, coming back from a mission, finally being able to get in there. I mean, it felt like a dream I've been waiting for forever. 
how do you feel you've come back from your mission? Do you feel like maybe you're ahead of even your own schedule at this point, or where do you feel in terms of that? I mean, I don't really know. Like, I've, I've only done this once, and so I guess I'm just kind of riding with what I got, but I'm just trying to get my legs back under me, my athleticism back, and so I feel like I've made strides, especially coming back late with a, with a little injury, but I'm trying to do my best to catch up with the guys and do whatever I can to help the team. You mentioned this has been something you've been looking forward to since before your mission, and I've got to imagine, though, it's probably been a lot longer than that that you've been waiting for this opportunity to play for BYU. What has this experience been like, even though it's just now beginning? Definitely. I mean, I've grown up watching the BYU basketball and football games, and I, I even when I was little, I used to pray every single night that I'd be a BYU football player. And, I mean, the, the, the dream changed a little bit, but it really didn't, and now I'm here playing basketball for BYU, and uh, wearing my dad's old number, so it's it's truly a dream come true. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What's that like for you? And maybe I'm assuming you've had conversations with your dad. What's it like for your dad to see you wearing that number? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it's special for him. I mean, he said uh, my brother played at Utah Valley, and he said lots of um, experience playing basketball professionally and in college. And so, I mean, just to have me being here, I feel like it's very special for him. And so I just want to represent the best I can. Well, and I saw your dad. He was just a couple rows up from where I was standing Tuesday for the Westminster game. So when you hit your shot, I immediately found him, and the smile on his face was gigantic. Afterwards, when you talk, what were you guys talking about? Because I've got to imagine that was a pretty proud dad moment for him. Definitely. I mean, my dad's always been a supporter of me, no matter what, win or lose. Uh, One thing that's always stuck with me is my senior year in state he said no matter what the result will still support you in whatever you do and so that kind of stuck with me and it gave me the confidence to play freely and play my game and so when I finally hit that shot and scored it as a BYU Cougar I'm sure it was a a pretty cool moment for him and it was an awesome moment for me as well. How would you describe the beginning of this season maybe not just specifically for you but for the team as well I mean you're you're eight games in you guys have gotten onto a nice little roll over the last couple of games how do you think things have gone so far? Yeah I mean we are a really good team I feel like we can do things that are really special here this year Um, I think it's taken us a little while to find out our identity and to get that chemistry and camaraderie to play together um, but I think the Dayton game showed like mm-hmm. we're trying to finally try starting to peak um, and um, start to become the team that we know we can become by coming back from that 23 point deficit and um, playing against Westminster and um, continuing on against South Dakota and all the games going forward and so I think just finding our identity as a team is going to be really big for us. What do you think that is, or what do you feel like it's starting to be, the identity? I think we're a team that plays hard and um, is, out gonna, is gonna outplay the other team, outgrit the other team, um, and we got brothers all around each other that love and care for each other, and so they're willing to do everything for each other. And so, we may not be the most talented, or the most um, tall, or you know, the biggest biggest team in the country, but um, I feel like we got the, the biggest heart. That's all that matters sometimes. I think it was Richie I was asking this question to. Anytime you're going to go from high school to college or any step up, there's always going to be an acclimation process. Has it helped you that you've come in with other freshmen, like a couple of other freshmen, has it helped to have other people that are going through the same thing at the same time as you? Absolutely. And I mean, I live with two of the other guys that have returned from missions and 
trying to get back into the basketball shape, and it's it's a hard thing to do. Um, and so it's been good to kind of talk with them and kind of just um, relate similar experiences together. And so having that um, kind of camaraderie with those guys that have gone through similar experiences has been really nice to help me acclimate to college basketball. Has there been a, a moment that stood out where you realized, okay, this this is different. This is this is a step up. Have you had that moment yet, or has that not happened to this point? I mean, I feel like that from the first open gym. I know I hadn't played like real competitive basketball in two and a half years, especially coming back from my foot injury. And the guys have been together for a month and a half. And um, I come in for my first open gym, and it was it was fast, it was high pace, and I found my rhythm a little bit. But it was just uh, eye opening experience to how big of a step it is from high school to college. How happy are you the fact that you are getting the opportunity as a freshman? That doesn't always happen with programs where freshmen come in and get playing time. How happy are you that you're seeing the floor? Because that obviously means the coaches have confidence in you. It's a blessing for sure, man. And an opportunity is something that I've been looking for since I got here. And so now that it's here, I just want to make the most of it. What do you guys know about uh, South Dakota in this matchup? You get to go to Vivint Arena again. You get to play on an NBA floor, which I know is really cool. Um, BYU has done very well on that floor. You're coming off a win Tuesday night already. What do you make of this matchup against the Coyotes? Not the Coyotes, the Coyotes. <laughs> they got a lot of shooters. And so if we stay out and um, guard the perimeter, uh, be able to handle our own guys, I feel like we can we can go out there with a lot of confidence and play our game. Congratulations on, uh, on a great start to your career, a long career coming to BYU. I appreciate the time and uh, appreciate you doing it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, that was freshman Tanner Toulson. Uh, really enjoyed talking with him. It's he 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 looks, and I'm I'm talking about like in the in the face physically. He looks like his dad. It was like talking to, to Andy Toulson. Uh, they look so much alike. But one of the things that's been really fun, this group of freshmen that have come in, and specifically talking about Dallin Hall and Richie Saunders and Tanner Toulson. We haven't seen as much of Tanner until recently, and, and some of that obviously has to do with the injury to Spencer Johnson, and that's opened up some opportunities. Uh, but we've seen quite a bit of Dallin Hall. We've seen Richie Saunders. It's been fun to watch all three of these freshmen not only get into the game, but to also contribute. And it really does sort of set the uh, the tone and the foundation for for some of these guys that are going to be here in this program for several years um, as this BYU team and obviously the athletic department makes its way into the Big 12 next season. It's been really fun to see not only these guys be able to get on the floor, but also to have some success when they get the opportunity. All right, coming up next, we will head to Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City, side of today's BYU-South Dakota matchup. It is our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. We'll talk with Mark when we come back. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Bouncing America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics, broadcasting live from our BYU radio studios in Provo, Utah. Time now for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Mark joining me from Vivint Arena, home of the Utah Jazz, site of today's BYU and South Dakota matchup. Mark, you get to stay up in Salt Lake County. You live up there. It's it's probably still about halfway, but uh, maybe the drive's a little bit less for you today, right? A little bit less. And uh, you know I grew up in Utah County. That's where my heart is. But I work downtown, so we found the, the glorious Eden, that is South Jordan, is a nice 
midpoint between downtown and the Merritt Center, and so that's where we've laid our our, our stakes down. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to to drive north a little bit uh, to watch some basketball every once in a while, and this beautiful facility and it's been good to be why you played well here so i don't mind coming up north well i don't know about you but are you cool if i just go ahead and uh and pin in 19 threes a game for byu moving forward i would really love to be able to see that type of performance every game mark that was amazing the other night yeah remarkable record breaking obviously and uh you know you think of how many teams have come through and to get the record there that was impressive and and you know of course westminster helped facilitate getting the number of shots up but you still have to make them i mean you it, it's still a long shot that you have to make and they did and with great uh consistency especially in that first half and and so i mean that was fun and i i, I don't you know I, I think we may see another record i mean this team will shoot a lot of threes sometimes it depends like i said on the team and their, their approach defensively Westminster was just all in on okay, you guys. If you make the threes, fine. But we're not, you know, we're going to kind of pack it in a little bit, go underneath the screens, which left BYU a lot of opportunities. But th- this team shoots a lot of threes, and they've got good shooters. And yeah. so th- th- that, that record may not stand for very long. We'll see how it goes. Well, and Mark, I think, and I, I mentioned this on the TV broadcast on Tuesday. Beyond the the actual number of threes made, which was impressive by itself. I, th- I felt like what made it even more impressive was I didn't feel like they were forced. I felt like they came within the flow of the offense, and to me that makes it even more impressive. Yeah, they did a good job of creating the shots and taking advantage of what the defense was getting them. The thing I like about this team, Jason, is there's not anybody out there who, when they shoot, I kind of go, oh no, don't don't shoot! <laughs> right, that that's really strange. I guess if Foose came out or Tiki went out and shot three, I'd probably think that's probably not the best shot for them. Even though, I mean, <laughs> I watch them warm up; they can they can shoot it. It's just not a game shot for them, really. Um, you know, even the guys that were struggling earlier, Jackson uh, and uh, Dallin Hall. You know, he made a couple, and those guys. Are, one guy maybe that could. Could heat up a little bit, it's Trey Stewart, but really there's no one out there, and that's that's the real danger of this team, right? Is that you can't just take away one or two guys. There's so many good shooters. Waterman, uh, Rudy Williams is a, is looking really good from the three point line. So it's a tough defensive ask to to stop BYU because they have so many shooters. They can spread the floor, um, and like I said, you know, there's whether it's Waterman at seven feet or. You know, Rudy at the point guard. You know, you, you, you got guys that can shoot. That, that's tough on defenses, and so we'll 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 see how it progresses. I mean, they let's not forget they've had some really bad shooting nights from three two, but I think I think overall, and it will show out the numbers will bear out over the season that this is a really good three point shooting team, and uh, you know that if that number can be upwards of the high thirties, low forties, even in forty five percent, man, you you have got a real weapon. And most teams will, if you can shoot those kind of numbers, you'll, you'll beat most teams. BYU is 2-0 and without Spencer Johnson, and we know how important he has been to this team early on on both sides of, of the floor. His offense has been very efficient and important. His defense has been equally important. I thought he's been a really good facilitator. Have the last two games given you more optimism that this team can do what it needs to do consistently until he can come back? Yeah, I think so. I like how the team has responded. I mean, they've got a couple wins. 
I really like how Jackson Robinson has responded. He seems to be playing with a lot of confidence. He's found his stroke. Man, is he smooth, Jason. Yes. He is just one. He reminds me a little bit of George Gervin, just, just smooth and effortless. And, you know, he raises from three, and it's like he's shooting a little five-footer. I mean, he just has uh, something about him that's just effortless. And, uh, and it was quizzical to me when he was struggling. I'm like, I don't get it. It, it, it looks so good. Every shot he sh- would shoot, I thought, that looks like it's going into me, and it wouldn't go in. Uh, but now I think, you know, he's, he's put in the work. He's found his range, and is just a tremendous player. And Coach Pope keeps bragging on his defense, too. I think he's surprisingly good defender. He's long uh, and able to stay in front of his man, which is critical to what BYU wants to do, and he's learning the defense. I, I think he's been terrific. And then you get other guys that's stepping up. You know, I mean, you know Tanner got his chance. You talked to Tanner, and mm-hmm. uh, he played well. Uh, Richie Saunders has stepped up and played well. You know, he's a Spencer Johnson type of guy who just will work hard for you and play with a lot of effort and intensity. And so, you know, he helps bring a little bit of that, just that toughness and that leadership you lose when you don't have Spencer on the floor. So, I mean, it's a lot of guys can step up. You don't want anyone to get hurt, but it's an opportunity for guys to show what they can do and the, the, the coach can trust them. And for how, however long Spencer's out, which I hope is very short, yep. I, I think BYU's done a nice job kind of finding ways to play without him. Mark Durant joining me from Vivint Arena. Greg and Mark will be on the call tonight, or excuse me, this afternoon. It's the Cougars and the Coyotes from downtown Salt Lake City. What you were talking about was a perfect transition to what I wanted to, to ask you about next. And you referenced you know, my interview last segment with Tanner Toulson. What have been your impressions of these three freshmen return missionaries? As I mentioned it towards the end of last segment, you know, we, we haven't seen as much of Tanner until that game as we did of Dallin and Richie Saunders. But just overall, uh, I thought it was fun to see all three on the floor contributing. Well, one of the great things when you have guys that uh, when, when there's opportunity let's say i mean there, there's opportunity to get minutes on this team there's not kind of a set four or five guys that are your guys and they're just going to dominate the minutes i mean you have a, an opportunity to have multiple minutes if you go out and perform and i and i think there's a lot of drive in those three guys uh richie and Allen. you know we saw in the dayton game they came in and gave some intensity and effort that was really needed at that time of the game and kind of got BYU in the right mindset to get back in that game. And so even though they're freshmen, they're older freshmen, and they have, you know, they're smart, they, but they have this real drive to prove themselves and play hard. And I think that's really a, an important factor for this basketball team to see that. And it's contagious, you know, and you know, Tanner, I think, is just a tremendous shooter. I mean, I don't know what the Toolsons got in their jeans, man, but they <laughs> could shoot the rock, and, and Tanner's a great shooter. So, you know, he, he was he, he was kind of took, you know, started the, the race a little bit behind because he got back later and, and some injuries and stuff, but clearly you could see he belongs on the floor, can shoot it, and if he can play good defense and bring a lot of effort like Dallin and, and Richie does, I mean, those three are, are really going to help this team this year. Well, for those that heard the interview, he said he grew up wanting to play BYU football. That was his dream. He says the dream's changed a little bit because obviously he's playing basketball, and I, I think uh, Cougar fans are very happy that, that the, that's the way things have turned out for Tanner Toulson. Let's focus on the opponent today. South Dakota, you would expect to be better than Westminster, but but this is another matchup where BYU should be able to handle its business what are the things that catch your attention about the Coyotes? 
Well, you mentioned the 193s. I mean, <laughs> how, how, how was, about that, Mark? Has how that, that ever happen? happened? Has it ever happened in college basketball where two teams both coming off 19 three-point games playing each other? I mean, that's crazy. So if I'm a coach for either side, that'll be the number one of my scout. We cannot give them good looks at the three. So what does that mean? It means that this is a real opportunity for BYU to you know get Atiki and Foose and other guys involved in the post, and, and they have a, a real size advantage there. I think, you know, if, if South Dakota tries to take away the three a little bit, that's that's really going to be the opening for BYU, which I feel comfortable with. I think this could be a big game for Foose and Atiki, so we'll see how that goes. But, you know, their, their leading scorer, best player, uh, Plitza White, is is injured. Uh, he won't start. I think he's going to play some, but he's going to be limited. And so it's going to be tough for them. Uh, going to be tough. They're undersized, but you know, anytime any t- any team that is coming off 19 threes, th- they they could be in the game and they could beat you if they get hot. You know, they they can beat you with with shooting numbers like that. So BYU really has to be mindful of getting on shooters, guarding shooters, and then going to get those rebounds. This pretty good offensive rebounding team in South Dakota. So keep them off the boards. Contest the shots. Don't let them get comfortable on the three-point line. Then go get the boards and BYU should be fine. Well, it should be a pretty good day at Vivint Arena for the home teams. BYU taking on South Dakota. And then later on tonight, the Jazz are hosting the Portland Trailblazers without Damian Lillard. I would imagine, Mark, since you were there early enough, if you just stay in that seat and just wait for the Jazz game to start tonight, they'd probably let you stay. I don't know. I'm sitting in Booner's seat. If it was Loxie, I would stay because he, he's not going to move me. But Booner, I think, may, may be able nice. to get me out of my seat. Very nice. Great stuff, Mark. Always appreciate the conversation. Enjoy hearing you and Greg coming up in a few minutes. Thanks, man. Th- thanks, my brother. We'll see you. There we go. The great Mark Duran. Go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll try and get you some scores from college basketball's top 25 and a very entertaining Big 12 championship game at uh, Jerry World between TCU and K-State. We'll get to that when we come back. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics, getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the South Dakota Coyotes from Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City. Before we uh, update you on one of the top 25 college basketball scores, I want to remind you uh, that seven-seed BYU women's volleyball swept James Madison last night, so congratulations to Heather Olmstead and her squad. They will face Pitt tonight. I believe that is a 5 p.m. Mountain time start. Uh, you can check that out on ESPN+. Plus. So good luck to the Cougars against Pitt tonight. Alright, halftime. Number three, Virginia trailing Florida State Seminoles with a one-point lead at 22-21. Also on the college football side of things, fourth quarter action. It is a great one. It is the Big 12 championship game in Arlington. Tenth ranked K-State with a four-point lead over number three, TCU, 21-17. to Alright, coming up on the other side, it's The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel live from Vivint Arena. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. And for the second time this week, welcome back inside Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City. As today, the home of the Utah Jazz once again welcomes the BYU Cougars to their home away from home. BYU has won 17 straight games in this venue as the Cougs seek to extend that streak against South Dakota. I'm Greg Grubel. I'll be your play-by-play commentator for this afternoon, joined by my 26-season broadcast partner, the former BYU Ironman and modern-day social media philosopher and prognosticator, Mark Durant. And Mark, BYU's been coming to this building almost every year for more than 20 years, and BYU's almost always wins here. Uh, the Cougs are 22-4 and on the Jazz home floor. Yeah, that's pretty remarkable. And you think about the teams that have come here, a lot of times teams won't agree to go to the Marriott Center, but will come to a neutral site, even though it's in Utah. And so you've had some good teams that have come in here that BYU's beaten. You've had a lot of in-state games that have happened here. Utah, Utah State. We, I mean, you've, you've played a lot of tough games, and to have won that many in a row, that's pretty special. So this is a little bit of a Marriott Center north for BYU, and I like it for the fans that are maybe easier to get here uh, in Salt Lake and, and uh, northern Utah uh, to come to this building. It's a fun environment. It's neat for the guys to come and play in a, on a pro floor. It's a beautiful facility so you know I, I hope they keep coming i hope that this is a fun time for a lot of people and i know the players enjoy it his name is mark durant coming up next we'll hear from byu head coach mark pope as designs bank cougar pregame coaches show continues live from vivint arena in downtown salt lake city on the new skin byu sports network This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Cougars and Coyotes today, 5-3 BYU taking on 4-4 four four South Dakota on a doubleheader day at Vivint Arena. This Saturday matinee followed by the Utah Jazz and Portland Trailblazers tonight. When I showed up to set around, the Trailblazers were going through the uh, last moments of their game day shoot-around. 7 o'clock tip for the Jazz and Trailblazers after this 1.30 start to our game. It was four days ago that BYU played here and picked up a record-setting but otherwise unremarkable win over non-Division 1 foe Westminster. BYU won by 30. On a night, the Cougars hit a school record 19 three-pointers. It was a career win number 150 for BYU head coach Mark Pope. That's remarkable. Uh, from whom we hear now in our pregame conversation, presented by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. And today, the coach talks about the South Dakota to-do list. Well, they're coming off a game where they made 19 threes too, uh, 19 out of 32. They can really, really shoot the ball. They're very dangerous there, but they also punish you for overcompensating to guard the three-point line. They're a great cutting team. They have really good action. Uh, they're starting five-man really, really shoots the ball, so um, it's harder to protect yourself. Um, they're a really good offensive team, and they're a they're a they're a very collective uh, team-oriented defensive team. Really, good, really quality team. And that, that big man you mentioned, 34. They get four threes. The other night? It was four for five uh, a few nights ago. Maybe what do they hang their hat on? Well, I think I think this, this is this is an offensive team. This is a team that can really really score. Um, they can hurt you in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah, like I said, they'll space the floor. You know, we're going to have to cover a lot of ground. Guarding is really important. That we're part of our. You know, we're leaning heavily into the catch. You on the catch for us tonight is going to be really really important. 
we're going to have to deal with uh, in a really intelligent way uh, deal with the ball screens and pops because their five shoots it so well they'll also run him into the post a lot and um, you know his, his efficiency is poor in the post he really really when he's at his best he's you know they're they're earning a power play and he's passing it out, but they'll milk the post a lot. Um, and then as a cutting team, it's a really important team where we gotta, you know, we gotta stay between our guy and the basket. Even when we're racing off flows and off staggers, um, you know, trying to be there on the catch, you still have to be mindful of staying between your man and the basket. The Salt Lake City games have been really good for this program for a long time. Seventeen straight wins on the Jazz home floor. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun to play out here, and it's uh, you know we get really good teams in here, and um, you know South Dakota might not be a, a, a name that everybody's familiar with, but but you know, they have three kids on this team that are all preseason all-conference selections, and uh, it's a veteran group, and, and uh, it's a great team. It's going to be an incredible challenge for us. And their coach is very familiar with BYU. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, terrific young coach, and this is his first shot to run a program, and, uh, you know, he's with Craig um, at Utah State in Utah, and has, has done an unbelievable job. That game in Logan you had up there, he was actually coaching as the head man that that's night because right. Craig was out. That's, that's exactly right. It was COVID pause, so, yep, yeah. sure enough. Okay. Uh, with you guys, uh, uh, same starting five tonight? Yeah, same starting five. And what do you like what, from what Noah gives you in, in that four spot? Well, you know, Noah's trying to grow into the starting role just with his attention to detail with, with you know, dotting eyes and crossing the T's to start the game. Uh, but he does give us, a, you know, gives us a longer lineup out there that I like a lot. Um, you know, he's been shooting the ball at such a high clip that he, he, he demands more space on the floor, and I like that a lot. Um, and it lets us, uh, you know, gives us some, uh, some, we get to be more creative uh, with, with matchups and how we guard uh, with our 4-5 combination and also our 1-2 combination. So it gives us some flexibility that we're trying to explore right now and hopefully we can uh, learn about ourselves a little bit more that way. Finally, Coach, I checked on this the other day and I think you were one of 11 teams that was sitting top 70 in, in both tempo, adjusted O and adjusted D. To be good in all three areas is is an early positive sign. Yeah, I mean, we got so much work to do and you know we're going to be, uh, this group is going to continue to be, you know, two steps forward and one back. It, it's just, just how growth is, but I'm excited about what these guys are trying to do right now, and, and uh, they, they really want to be good, and, and they, they want to grow, and so if we can keep our head, you know, pointing in that direction, we're, we're going to have a, you know, by the end of the season, we're going to be a good team. Coach, thanks for the preview. Good luck against South Dakota. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Bob. Alright, coming up after the break, that was Mark Pope, BYU's head coach. We'll have the, uh, well, let's do it right now. Let's do the Mark, uh, Mark Durant keys to the game, brought to you by your local Ford stores, BYU Basketball is built Ford Proud. Mark Durant gives us his keys to this afternoon's contest. I think South Dakota will do their best to, to limit the three-point opportunities for BYU. So I, I, I need to see Foose have a nice game. I'm looking for a double-double from Foose. And uh, guys like Gideon George getting in the paint, scoring not so much from three, but in the paint. And then the other thing I'd like to see is uh, you got to cut down on South Dakota, who just hit 19 threes. They got to if, if it's more than half that, you could be in trouble. But you got to cut that number at least in half. Those are Mark Durant's keys to the game. As we go to break, we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show is coming up next. Live from Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by... 
The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon once again, BYU basketball fans. We are broadcasting live from our concourse-level compound here at Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City, the home of the Utah Jazz, welcoming BYU and South Dakota for a Saturday showdown. First ever meeting between these two programs. South Dakota, a relatively new Division I program. The Coyotes play out of the Summit League, and they're playing a game one of a two-game Western swing. The Yotes will play at Air Force next Tuesday. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel and Mark Durant with you for play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Control board operators Corbin Radford and Ethan Arkell. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU Radio engineer, Barry Squire, is broadcast intern Shiler Johnson at BYU Radio. You are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, led by our satellite radio flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and our over-the-air flagship here in Salt Lake City. Right across the street, it's KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also on the BYU Radio app and BYURadio.org. Mark, in any preseason assessment of this BYU team, Trevin Nell and Spencer Johnson are going to be two stalwarts on the guard line. Now BYU has neither of them. Nell recovering from shoulder surgery and Johnson rehabbing a knee injury. What that has done is accelerate the progress of players like Jackson Robinson and Richie Saunders primarily. And those two players, among others, like Dallin Hall, have given a promising glance at the future of this program. When I think about Trevin and Spencer, I think about shooting i think about uh, toughness and uh, leadership and so when you don't have those guys you've got to fill that void somehow i think the guys you mentioned jackson robinson is just lights out shooting the ball he and noah waterman have just been so good from the three-point line everyone really richie saunders brings some toughness and he's even though he's a freshman he's a little older he's brings you know he's, he's a smart kid and he and dallin have, have been great now we see tanner emerging a little bit as well so you need to have guys that step in to fill that void it's tough the toughest part is the leader Who's going to really be that leader out there? I really like how Rudy's playing, Greg. He's getting to be more of a guy you can trust. There was a a couple games you're like, I don't know if we can have him on the floor because he can't be trusted with the basketball. He's been so much better lately. So everybody's stepping up, playing better, and they needed it without, uh, obviously, Spencer and and, and Trevin. Those two guys were what you you thought would bring that this year, and they're not available for you. Coming up after this break, we'll hear from South Dakota head coach Eric Peterson when the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. This is indeed the Cougar Tip-Off Show as we prep for BYU and South Dakota. The Coyotes playing their third neutral court game of the season. BYU playing a fifth consecutive neutral floor contest. South Dakota's head coach is former Utah State and Utah assistant Eric Peterson. Peterson was with Craig Smith when Craig Smith was at South Dakota and then over to Utah State and then over to Utah. So he's pretty familiar about with BYU, and I spoke with Coach Peterson about his familiarity with the Cougar program when we talked a short time ago. 
being in Utah last four years, I was at Utah State for three, Utah last year. Actually, two years ago, I coached the game during That's COVID right. against uh, Coach Pope in Logan, and, and they got us in a tight battle. But uh, they're a good team. Um, recruited a lot of those players. I would say about 60% of the guys that play are, are guys that I recruited. Uh, uh, Tiki, Foos, uh, Richie uh, did an official visit at Utah State. Um, Dallin did too. So, I mean, I'm very familiar with their team. Um, you know, they've had a tough schedule early on. They've played some really, really good teams, and uh, we know they can shoot it, and obviously they showed that against Westminster. Um, so we got to be ready to guard the three, and, you know, the other biggest concern is just on the glass with Foos and Atiki, and Gideon George is an excellent um, offense rebounder as well. So uh, they're a good team. They're, they're a team that has so many new pieces. They're still trying to figure each other out, and they have a lot of good freshmen as well. So um, it's exciting to see their progress, and it's a, it's a very good chance for us to play in a neutral floor today. You mentioned the Westminster game. I also imagine there aren't too many games that will be played this year where both teams are coming off 19 threes in their previous game. Yeah, and we haven't shot it very well, um, I would say, overall during the season. That's one of our strengths, and a lot of teams have done a good job taking away the three. Uh, I think we were one shy of a school record, and um, you know the fortunate part for them is they got to do it in this arena already. So um, I, I'm going to talk to Coach Pope before the game, and I'm going to ask him the over-under on how many NBA threes are going to be fired up uh, in the first half. But no, um, two very good three-point shooting teams, and uh, I know our team, that's one of our strengths, and uh, when we start playing the right way, we get a lot more open shots, and that's what we've been trying to harp to our guys. How did this game come together? Yeah, um, it was late. We were in August, and you know we have to play a certain amount of games to raise money for our program, and we had two on the schedule, and our administration thought it would be good to play one more game, and we needed games to get hired late. There was one game on our schedule, and I've known Nick for a long time, and he was advertising. Coach Robinson? Yeah, yep. yeah, advertising for a game, and uh, we thought it would be a great deal. You know, usually you got to go to Provo to play and get a guarantee, and they were offering one here. So uh, just we're, we're playing Air Force after this as well. Right. So it's a, Tuesday, right? Yeah, so it's an easy trip going from here to Colorado Springs, staying in the elevation. I uh, thought it would be a good game to pair with that game as well. Okay, your lineup, uh, A.J. Plitzewey, tremendous player. You haven't had him for a couple games. you hope to get him back today? Yeah, it, it'll be a game-time decision with him. Um, you know, before the season, he hadn't played in about 600 days. He had a, a nasty leg injury, uh, dislocated his knee. And, um, you know, so it's one of those deals. He had a, a knee-to-knee contact against Sam Houston. It swelled up. And uh, he's practiced just one day with no contact. So we'll see how he is in warm-ups. But uh, game-time decision with him. Okay, a couple of thumbnail notes on the BYU scout. Yeah, um, you know, I think they're they're big, right? You look at their starting lineup now. They have a big starting lineup. Uh, if Spencer doesn't play for them, um, I think he's a huge key to their team and just experienced guard that does a little bit of everything. Um, they shoot it very well. If you look at the second half of the Dayton game, um, they stroked it from three and obviously against Westminster. So I think taking away the three and being able to rebound against these guys are two huge keys for us. All right, Coach Peterson, appreciate the conversation. Thank you, and the safe travels over to Colorado Springs. Thank you. All right, that is South Dakota head coach Eric Peterson. And the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues after this, live from Vivint Arena in downtown Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back courtside to rejoin Greg Rubel. We've got BYU in South Dakota in a Saturday matinee at the bottom of the hour. Final game of a five-game stretch of neutral floor games for the Cougars. They'll be back home to host Utah Valley next Wednesday. Another meeting between Mark Pope and his previous team. And Mark Durant, we note again the mini milestone of Tuesday night. Uh, career win number 150 for Coach Pope. And almost almost half of those wins, 73, have come as BYU's bench boss. And he'll no doubt be guiding BYU into 
the Big 12 battles next season. Greg, I'm a big fan of Coach Mark Pope, and I'm, I'm grateful that he's at BYU. I think he's a tremendous person and a great coach and is getting better as a coach. He's maturing as a coach. I think about my legal career. I'm, I'm a much better lawyer 25 years in than I was five years in. He's getting better. I think he's the future of BYU basketball and bringing them to the Big 12. Can't think of a better guy. You know, fans fans always want maybe a little something different, a little bit better, but I'm telling you, Coach Pope is the guy to do it, and uh, we're lucky to have him, and he's had great success, and I think I see great success in the future for BYU. And is he not a broadcaster's dream in terms of a coach to work with on the radio? Just so fun and gregarious and insightful and he's open and he shares and he's up, he's down. I mean, it's perfect for us. We just say, you know, start talking, Coach Pope, and it's a great show. You know, that's (laughs) great for us. All right, some final thoughts before tip-off. Coming up next, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show here at Vivint Arena on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. All right, just moments away from BYU and South Dakota. The Cougars and the Coyotes. Go Cougs versus Go Yotes today here in Salt Lake City. Gideon George has scored in double figures in five consecutive games, seven of his eight games this season, kind of uh, quietly asserting himself as, uh, as as one of the best and most consistent players on this team, Mark. That was the real key for me for Gideon is just consistency. I want him to be a leader that the guys know this is what you're going to get from me every game. He also has taken care of the ball better, which was important for his game. And uh, he's shooting the ball well. That's what I expected from Gideon coming in this this senior season for him. And he's been terrific as of late. And it's so critical for BYU's success to have him be that kind of player every game. How about Jackson Robinson? Over his last four games, 12 points per game. Yeah, I mean, he is a great tool for a coach because he stretches the floor. Great shooter, great defender. He's long, and he just has this smoothness about him that I love. I love my, watching my brother grow. He just was smooth, effortless in scoring, and Jackson's that same type of guy, George Gervin type of guy, and, and uh, he's, he's just been fun to watch these past couple games. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we will get you set for tip-off of BYU in South Dakota. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 